Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome into the Triple Option. It's been uh, since I've seen you. Uh, last a week and a half, Garrett and I, uh, and Emery Winter and David Smoke, were at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and... I gotta tell you, I'm thrilled to be back. Yes, I'm. I'm happy to be alive. Um, you know, we had a couple. Look, Vegas. I'll tell you this: Vegas is the perfect three day city. Yes, no more. We, we were no there more. for five days: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and then we're able to get an earlier flight on Friday, which was miraculous. Yes, total and game change. I, 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 me and Emery were. I don't know how y'all's drive home was, but we were talking like I could was, not have driven yeah. i could the way it was going there's no way yeah yeah no i could not like it was it, we would have not been home till about 11 o'clock yeah, the way no. our flight kept getting delayed yeah so i uh 
I, I like it was great. It was a great time. The game was great. We didn't get to go to the game, but the game was great last night. It was slow, that's for sure. I mm-hmm. mean, it, like it, it kind of petered along for a little while, and it was a defensive struggle. It was a defensive struggle throughout. Ton of field goals, not a lot of touchdowns, uh, but it was great. It was great to um, see, you know two quarterbacks of like completely different styles going at it. Like I I think Brock Purdy kind of purged the narrative of what he is. Now, look, I do think the difference in that game was Patrick Mahomes can do things that Brock Purdy can't do. Oh yeah. But the difference in most games is Patrick Mahomes can do things that the other 31 starting quarterbacks in the league can't do. So that just puts Brock Purdy in the category with everybody. Like that's, that's what it is. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I absolutely, like, really thoroughly enjoyed the game. Uh, I was hoping for a 49ers win, you know. um, Just to see something different. Just to see something different. Also, as a Cowboys fan, like, seeing another team possibly now become America's team. And, look, I read it in the Dallas Morning News today. um, Look, with their – with their now three Super Bowls in five years Mm -hmm. and Patrick Mahomes being 28 years old – and Taylor friggin' Swift, like, and I say that as a Swifty, like, that's kind of America's team now. Yes. Like, the Chiefs are America's team. Like, the- when you've got little girls watching football for the first time in their life and getting into, like, look, Taylor Swift is only going to be on the screen for a few minutes, but then getting into the football. My like, daughter my daughter is one of them. Like, yeah. I, but like, she's literally, like, she was in there last, like, she's watched football. Like, she, I mean, she's gone to games with me my her entire life. But, yeah. like, the interest for her to actually sit down and watch a game in its entirety um, was some, like an NFL game was something that just wasn't there in years past. Like she would watch college football sporadically and everything, but she was locked in, like did not miss a second last night. And it's a large part because of the Swift movement. But she, um, but she's in, but I, ESPN did a great story about it. Like girl dads mm-hmm. and like connecting with their daughters. I thought it was really, really good. Um, is she like interested in the game now? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, she was literally watching, asking questions that she hadn't asked before. Like, I mean, she knows, like, she, like I said, she's gone to so many games with me before, but the interest level, the asking things, the things that she might not know or understand, whereas she would have just casually watched it in the past. Now she is more in tuned with, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of girls out there. I think it's great for the game. The NFL definitely, like, when you could, when you think they've tapped out all their resources and you could find a gold mine somewhere else, it's insane what they've been able to capitalize on with, with her. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's, look, and so, like, I, you know, I didn't, plus my wife, not a Chiefs fan, you know, she's, she's over it, so she was hoping for the 49ers. But, look, it's fine. Um, it's fine. You know, it's, look, we're going to have to deal with it. I don't have a problem. Like, yeah. Right now, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. No. My wife is already to the point where like she is sick of seeing like Taylor Swift's face and all this. It's going to get to a point where if the Chiefs go off, and like even if you win another one within the next couple of years, because it's, it's going to be so hard to continue. Like They're not going anywhere. You're going to have to get used to it. For me, like watching them, I don't have a problem with it because there's nobody on that team that like... like if you watch, you could look at the... the, the um, New England, what they had, right? Like, like Brady rubbed people the wrong way a lot. Belichick had that something to him that just rubbed people the wrong way. and Plus the deflate gate and everything that went along with that. I don't see that yet with um, Kansas City. Now, I think it will eventually come. Uh, but right now, I don't have a problem with them being the dynasty. I think they are kind of fun to get into, even if you're not, if they aren't your team per se. Yeah, a- absolutely. I-, I think that um, 
you know, they're, look, they're 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 that good. They're, they're that fun look, though. They're, yeah, they're fun and like, look, I I did a top five. I I'm not a toot my own horn guy quite often, Garrett. You know that. Yeah. Uh, but I am going to. If you go back to my top five from Friday, or was it Friday? I think it was. Was Friday the one? Was, I, I think the, it was Thursday. No, it was Friday. You're yeah. right. It was Friday. Thursday or Friday. Hold on. I'll, I'll go back. And, I'll, I'll go back and look and tell you. Um, I was. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was Friday. It was Friday. So I said uh, for San Francisco touchdowns, not field goals. Yep. Touchdowns, not field goals. Didn't score enough touchdowns. Um, for Kansas City, keep the wide receivers need to keep making the big plays. They made the playoffs. They did last night, even though they weren't all that prevalent, mm-hmm. like San Francisco defense did a good job for a lot of time. Um, San Francisco took advantage of KC's missing defensive line. They ran yes, the ball pretty well. Um, KC limited the holding penalties. I think they only had one. They only had one, although there were a couple that have been like, yeah, you could have called right, that, yeah. but you can do that every play. And San Francisco, don't give Mahomes a sliver of hope. What did they do? They gave him exactly a sliver of hope. Exactly that. Multiple times. Multiple times they had the lead, gave him a sliver of hope. Like so, I, I know there was a lot of... Um, uh, I would say confusion uh, when it came to the overtime. Now, I know it was something that we had never seen before. Uh, in that instance, were you surprised that San Francisco didn't give Kansas City the ball just to see, like force Mahomes to score a touchdown, knowing like you're going to get an opportunity regardless? Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like sometimes you go second, sometimes like. Knowing, yeah, again, they didn't know the rules. Like, right. give Mahomes the ball, see if you can force him into a field goal now. But now, like, going second, knowing that they can do whatever they want, like, that that makes it like college overtime in, yeah. that, in that regard. Like, both teams are going to get a possession. Them not knowing the rules certainly was a, a thing that, that derailed the game for them, mm-hmm. you know. No, it, it was crazy because I was thinking about it afterwards because the, the rule was changed, right, when – uh, Josh Allen didn't have an opportunity to go out there and beat Mahomes, and now Mahomes has benefited off of it prior yeah. and after because yeah. if it wouldn't have changed, then San Francisco would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. I um I thought the game was fantastic. It was I, awesome. I, I did. And, and Patrick Mahomes, here's the thing. When you're as great as he is, every rule, even though it's, like, made to, like, kind of contain you a little yeah. bit. yeah. I mean, you can work it to your advantage because you're Patrick freaking Holmes. I mean, exactly. he's just so, so good. As soon as they kicked that field goal, I turned to a man. I was like, well, this game's over. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, no, I mean, they, I was like, no, no. I was just, he's <laughs> it's just over. It is. He is to every other team in the league, to the like 31 other teams in the league. He's Michael Myers. Yeah. Like you can throw him off the top of a building, you can do all these things, but you better make sure like he's decapitated or something because otherwise yep. he keeps coming back. Like he's just you think oh the beat like this year was the ultimate example. They commit too many penalties. They can't catch the ball. Um they don't really have a number one target that's not like Travis Kelsey showed his age for the first time and like not that he didn't adapt and move out of that but yeah he was not as they took fast. him away yeah yeah i mean like it's he showed a little bit of like yeah he's 33 34 years old like it's it started to wear on him a little bit all of that like you have all those those things but guess what when you have patrick mahomes all those things are paper cuts yeah you have dak prescott you have um 
you know, Kirk Cousins, those things will get you undone, yep. right? Because those guys are good, but not great, you know? And you have other great quarterbacks in the league, like Josh Allen and all these other people mm-hmm. who just run up against him and, and have lost. And look, it took an epic, epic offense from Cincinnati and Joe Burrow to beat them. And that happened once. And that happened once. Once. You know, it took, in the Super Bowl, it took the actual GOAT to beat him. In their house, with no people, because it was COVID. Yeah. So, like, there's all these things. Like, that's what you have to do. It's just these one-offs. And, again, like, oh, they can't do this. Oh, the Chiefs aren't good. But the defense was good all year. And Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. So if the defense can keep games close, mm. which it usually did, then you just could not bring them down. The, the only thing watching that where I, I came away thinking that Kansas City could improve on what they do is I couldn't help. And I, and I know a lot of the times were nerves and Pacheco just wasn't himself. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. When you have that many mistakes and you fumble a couple of times and everything. But I just kept watching that and thinking, if they had like a Leonard Fournette or if they had a Zeke to help, especially like in those red zone situations or those those short yardage situations where they didn't have to rely on Mahomes last night, which typically he wouldn't do throughout the regular season and using his legs, that could have been a significant difference maker for them, in my opinion. I'm interested to see what they do because Edwards Hilaire is okay but he's not somebody that you could put in to really balance out what Pacheco does from a stylistically. But if they're able to get like a banger in there, I think that could help them. I know, like Pacheco runs hard. Like he's he he's, does, but he's, he's, he does. But I do think that they need they need something else, especially as Mahomes gets older. Yeah, like you know that like just to to protect him. Um, I, I and and they'll do that. Like the thing is, you know that they'll do it. Absolutely, they'll, they'll do it. They need a wide receiver to compliment Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. They need a tight end of the future. But it's little things. Yeah, little things, and then they can reboot it. Like The other thing about it was, uh, and part of the reason I said that San Francisco needed to take advantage of Kansas City in this moment, and what the 49ers did not do, was this is the last time for the foreseeable future, in my mind, that you're going to see a Kansas City team that is deficient on offense in certain categories. Correct. Like, th- this is the last time that's going to happen. Like, this is a one-off. Like, they didn't have the right personnel this year. They went through a slump. But then guys started playing better. Hardman and Scantling, all mm-hmm. that, played better down the stretch. Now, those guys are not the answer for you. Those, those are third and fourth wide receivers. But getting another main target at wide receiver, they will do that. And then that problem is kind of solved. It's crazy, though, when you see these, these organizations who – these championship-caliber organizations, how, like, them and the Patriots never – like, they don't have enough – like, you had Tyreek a couple of years ago, but yeah. you don't have, like, a star receiver where every other in the te- team in the league actually has one, and you just can win without it. That's remarkable. And, you're, yeah. I mean, if you're able to get a game-changer in there, you can't stop them. Yeah, and look, Rasheed Rice is really good. Oh, he's good. He's yeah. really good. He's going to be a very, very good NFL player. Um, you know, I do want to talk about Travis Kelsey and the, the, blow the read bump. I know everybody's making a big deal of it. I've seen way worse. Yeah. It wasn't right. I'm sure they've worked it out. I'm not in any way saying it's okay. It wasn't okay. You can't do that. But, like, part of this is the, the internet world and the Swifties clutching their pearls. Like, oh, my yes. God, Travis got angry. Um, but I mean, I, 
I, it's an emotional game, right? Like we've seen him over the past few weeks where emotion gets the best of him. You throw your helmet and everything. It's a bad look. Um, I don't think that you should ever do that. And it it's also makes it worse when you're so magnified. Um, like if that would have been another player coming off, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, right? But with it, with him, everything that's surrounding him right now, you just can't do that. I understand the emotions of the situation and everything. And at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. They're going to get past it. But it was just definitely a bad look. Um, because, it, like I said, he's going to garner so much more attention than any other player right now just because of the outside circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a bad look. He's got to get that under control. But part of it, I'll tell you, look, Jason is going to retire. You know, mm-hmm. He hasn't made that official official, but that looks like what it's yeah. going to be. He knows he's not far behind. Right. And even though you have Patrick Mahomes, and it's the almost most sure bet you can of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl as long as that guy's a quarterback, things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, things happen. Like, it's hard. Like, this was their hardest year to ever win the Super ever. Bowl. Ever. And you could tell that was wearing a lot of them. So, as where, like, a, you know, a couple years, like last year, not that it wasn't hard, but like it wasn't this. It wasn't hard. this. No, it's no, no, always no. hard. And so this one was the most challenging. So like wrestling through all that stuff, I think, yeah, you have to give a little perspective to that and think about what it is. But I, I, um, I really hated that Debo Samuel was playing a, a yeah. little bit banged up. Um, you know, I, I know that you feel this way because I know you well enough. I feel this way. There's a lot of players on the Cowboys roster that I love. Oh, they're good. Yeah. They're great. But if you told me I could switch the whole 49ers roster for the whole Cowboys roster, you would do heartbeat. that with, with the, with with the command- commanders yeah. too, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Not even close. I, I think that they have one of those rosters where I think them and the Chiefs, like every other team in the league would do the same thing. Almost yeah. every other team in the league would. Yeah. I mean, you can make like some like Packers, look, maybe. You could, here's not. the deal. If you gave me everybody... And let me, like, trade out two players for two players. I would keep, like, CeeDee Lamb and Micah and then trade everybody else out. I think I that would, would be a fair P- trade. I would even take Purdy over Dak right now. Because Purdy's not in his head like Dak is. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I like Dak he's got more. He's got more growth, too. More time yeah. to, to grow into it. I can see that. But, like, again, like, if you want to talk about the difference between... And I'm going to go back into this. I'm going, to, I'm going to reiterate it for people who are Purdy haters, which I'm sure on our show, we probably don't have that much because we have no. all the Big 12 fans who watch Brock Purdy beat most of their teams. He was good maybe at even a couple of times. He was a good, he was a really good college player. He got Iowa State to the Big 12 championship game. Yes. Name all the, like, name the litany of Iowa State quarterbacks who have not done that. Every one of them? Yes. <laughs> so, like, it's, there's a, he, he has an impressive feat about him. And, I, he, you know, again, there's measurables with him. You look at the guy and nothing about him screams football player. Yeah, but did, he's did, not did, big. Did, he's not strong. He's not particularly fast. Did anything about Eli Manning scream football player? Other than his tall. Other than the name, name. Other than the name. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, sometimes it's just a matter. And you could, you could try to crap on him, say a system quarterback or whatever. Um, okay, there's a me, lot of guys who would have failed let, at that. Let, let me tell like everybody says system quarterback. Here's why I think it's a misnomer. You name me one quarterback who's been to the Hall of Fame based on the horrible coaching system they've no, been. No, look in. at Cleveland. Zero, like, zero, like zero quarterbacks make it to the Hall of Fame without a good coach. No. So it's not like, oh, he's a system like it football's a symbiosis. 
everything works together, you know? And like, sometimes you have people that are like Barry Sanders that are great enough to overcome a deficiency. Like he never had the offensive line that say Emmett Smith had or Walter Payton (laughs) had, and he was still great, but he still like, he didn't win a lot. And that's one of the reasons he quit playing was like, this is not going to change. Yeah. What was the point? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it was to that point where, so yeah, I mean, there's everything has to work together. Is Brock Purdy going to be a hall of famer? I don't know. Probably not. There's not a lot of people that do get to be hall of famers. No, it's like six a year. There's thousands of players, but like, again, the difference between Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes is essentially the difference between Patrick Mahomes and everybody else before you get into nitpicky details, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers, when he's healthy are all on that level where they can kind of go top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Where they can go toe to toe with them. And then after that, you know, we're going to start going well and Lamar, you know, like those are guys that are like Mm -hmm. the plus 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 guys. And then after that, it's all about what you put around your guy and what, how you can accentuate his strengths. So I, I'm, I'm a Purdy fan. I, I think he was, um, they yeah. didn't lose that game because of Brock Purdy. There was no, nothing no. he did that made them lose that game. No, they didn't. So it was a great Super Bowl. And, you know, we've got reti- um, who's a bracket cat, obviously a huge Chiefs fan. So Kyle Visser says, nice vacation, Paul. Yes, I did. I had a great vacation. I didn't get to talk to this audience about my trip the week before to Allen Fieldhouse. So I was, look, I'll tell you, as a, a sports week goes, Allen Fieldhouse to Radio Row tops them all. Pretty dope, yeah. Tops them all. Um, You know, and Radio Row is, we've gotten down to where it's not so much of a physical and emotional drain anymore because the game has changed a little bit. Used to, we have to like follow people around. And now we don't. Like, again, part of it's dignity. Part of it's just that like, you know, if a big name comes in, you know, if, if Joe Montana or Steve, Steve Young was, Steve in the Young room was the there, Jerry Rod, yeah. you can go up to them and ask, and you're going to get told no immediately. Yeah. He's only doing eight things. He's yep. going to go to these two Bay Area stations. He's going to go see Q in Vegas because they're the host city. Um, McAfee gonna, or something. He's going to go yeah. to McAfee. He's going to go over here to CBS. He's got Sirius, and then you're kind of out. The, then yep. he's got to go. It also hurts that, like, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, aren't and, on site. Yeah, uh, like the other ESPN radios, ESPN broadcasts are at different spots, so they've got to go and take them places while they're on. So, what you know? What do you make of Kyle Shanahan right now? And man, like, everything, like how this is going. Yeah, he's. Uh, I feel bad for the dude. I feel bad for the dude. Like, he's clearly one of the best coaches in the league. He, but he look, he's run. He ran up against. Um. He's run up against the Chiefs twice. You know, um, right now, you know who he is? He's Jerry Sloan. Jerry okay. Sloan was the coach of the Jazz. Yeah. And the Jazz had this great team with Stockton and Malone, and they were fantastic. Any other time in NBA history, people remember, like, man, Jerry Sloan, and those, like, maybe they've won more titles, right? Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe those two beget two more, like, it just because you have one of the best scorers, the best the, you know, probably second best passer in the history of the mm-hmm. NBA behind Magic Johnson. You know, like, you know, I know he has more assists, but like 
you Stockton know, was cold. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> he was John good. Stockton got to play his whole career. Magic didn't. You know, still Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. you have these Hall of Famers. They had great rotational pieces. They had like. You know, especially for back in the day of the, the 90s, they had Greg Ostertag at center, like who would just like plant himself in the yeah. middle and it was hard to deal with. They had all that. But the problem was, is that Michael Jordan existed, walks and breathes on the earth. Yeah. And the problem with Kyle Shanahan is he's got all these things. He's got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brendan Ayuk and George Kittle and Fred Warner and, you know, um, Chase Young, Bosa, Bosa. And Chase Young, like, they were Armstead and Kinlaw and Hargrave, like this great defensive line. I mean, he's just got studs all over the place. Trent Williams, the best left tackle in football. He's got all that stuff. But Patrick Mahomes lives and walks on the earth. That's it. Sometimes you're just born at the wrong time. Yep. You know, how many people would have been the king of rock and roll if there'd never been an Elvis, right? Like just, it, just how it is. You know, mm -hmm. what would we look at J Carl Perkins be like, that was the guy, you know, like, because people wouldn't just say, oh, he sounds kind of like Elvis. Right. No, <laughs> you know, but like, that's, that's how it is. So yeah, I, I do. I, I, uh, I it just, that's why I think about Kyle Shan. I think it's unfortunate for him, mm -hmm. you know, but I think he'll probably get there eventually, you know, keep look and look, you know, who was him? Andy Reid. Andy Reid was Andy Reid was him. That's the thing. I, like he's got Pete time Carroll on his him. side. You know, he definitely has time on his side. Yeah. That that helps. Yeah, he's young. Look, it, you know, I do think that like there are the coaches that like Jimmy Johnson coached the Cowboys up. Like when he got to his first two Super Bowls, he won those two Super yeah. Bowls. Had they been able to keep that going, that team would have looked probably a lot like this Chiefs team does right now, where they were kind of inevitable mm -hmm. because they were just so stacked and so deep and all together, and they still won one without him. Cut like they were, you know, lost in the NFC Championship game. Got Dion, flipped the whole thing around, and then won a Super Bowl again the next year. So it, all of that, like, that's where Kyle Shanahan's living right now. And it's unfortunate for him, but look, you keep his dad. Like, didn't you know? Wasn't always like he was right there at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to wind up being Marty Schottenheimer. No, but um, I do think he'll get there. I think he'll get there. They have a good organization. Clearly, they draft really well. Yes. They're, you know, and actually, you know, here's the deal. The worst draft pick they made over the last few years was the highest draft pick they had in Trey Lance. It's, it's almost as if, like, at the back of the draft where they are going to be right now, mm -hmm. they make better decisions. Some franchises are like that, though. Yeah. The, the Ravens, look, when was the last time the Ravens had a top five pick? Well, I, I couldn't tell you. And they're consistently good. Yeah. Like, you know. They just know at that point, like, we're going to take the best player available, no matter what he is, or we're going to trade back up like they did to get Lamar Jackson and go, yeah, this guy can kind of change mm -hmm. things for us. When we come back, we have college football news to talk about. The coaching carousel spins in the midst of February. We live in a crazy world. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. 
your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure, carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. Paxton, Bobby B, Bracky Cat, Kyle Visser. All you guys, who am I leaving out here? Uh, retired stockbroker David Floyd um, <laughs> said you're going to have to deal with all the Texas Tech fans. Look, hey, um, y'all deserved it. They deserve it. Look, um, it just, and again, last night, new Washington Commanders offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> was once again made it like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get a few guys who can tackle. Ridiculous, man. What are you doing? I, I'll never. I, I'm sure he feels the same way. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like because at that time, like that was that was the Big Twelve. That was the the prime era. Of there's no defense and everything. If you just had somebody that could get you a couple of stops a game, man, look, so one, crazy. One stop a quarter. Yes, one stop a quarter. That's what that's what Phil Bennett was brought in to do. That's what a lot of like Oklahoma brought in defensive coordinators. Like, listen. This conference is nuts right now. <laughs> Nobody's figuring this out, but if you can figure out how to get one stop a quarter, one fumble, one punt, one turnover, one interception, one turnover on downs, we're going to win the game by 17 points. Yeah. But he never did that. Never did that. College football uh, news this weekend, it keeps spinning. Um, Bill O'Brien takes the job at Boston College. Yep. That opens up the offensive coordinator spot at Ohio State. Um, which was opened up, the Boston College job was opened up because Jeff Hathley went to the Packers to take their defensive coordinator job off out of, the, out of college football mm-hmm. and into the league. Another one. <laughs> Another one. So then Chip Kelly, who we knew was not on the best of terms with UCLA, and, and, and somehow UCLA is going to be kicking themselves for not firing him, I guess because they didn't want to pay out the money. Right. But they still have to be kicking themselves for the position that they're in, unless the hire that they made, which we'll get to in a second, works out well for them. Then, it, then it, this was the best strategy they could have had. But Chip Kelly takes the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. He is, and he's made it clear that being a head coach is maybe not what he wants to do at this mm-hmm. point in his life, especially at UCLA. He, Ryan Day played for him at New Hampshire, coached for him in the NFL with the Eagles and 49ers. Uh, and is now the head coach at Ohio State. So this move should come as, while a surprise that a guy would leave a head coaching position at a Big Ten school to go to an offensive coordinator position at a Big Ten school of his own volition, yeah. although not completely. Like, this was not like he just came up with this a couple days ago. I mean, it was there was some push out the door, and then UCLA has now hired Deshaun Foster, mm-hmm. their former running backs coach, who had taken that same job with the Las Vegas Raiders to be their new head coach. So Deshaun Foster takes over. I'm very intrigued by the hire. He's a very good position coach. He's not been a head coach, but I often don't like to begrudge that against guys because I'd like to see how they can do it. Now, look, it's something he's going to have to prove, mm-hmm. but he's clearly really good at what he does. He's produced a lot of NFL players. The school thinks highly of him. He's an alum, uh, so he can maybe put up with some of their 
budget shenanigans a little bit exactly. more because he's got some passion there. But um, I'm I'm intrigued by the hire. I don't know if it's an A plus hire or B plus hire yet. We'll see. But it is kind of tells you the state of college football right now that we're talking about coaching changes on February the twelfth. It's really ridiculous. And we were talking about this when in Vegas. And I when when it initially came out that Chip Kelly was likely the target. I believe it was who was it? Aaron Torres, I believe, who threw that out there that it was more than likely going to be. Um, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know, like I don't know why you would do that and take a, a, a but to me at the initial standpoint looked like a step down. But the more I thought about it and the budget crisis that UCLA finds themselves in and uh, just hit Chip Kelly's want to to definitely get out of there, I understood it. I still am kind of surprised he didn't try or land um, as a coordinator in the NFL. But finding familiarity. Uh, Finding somewhere where you can actually be yourself, I do like that. Now, is there going to be like a power struggle? I would hope not. Um, I don't think necessarily Ryan Day would have brought him in if that was the case. But um, I, I wasn't – honestly, and that's another thing that caught me off guard, I wasn't familiar with their – I didn't realize he had coached Ryan Day at New Hampshire and everything yeah. until it happened. But I was kind of surprised by it. I'm not shocked that he wanted out of UCLA. Um, as far as Foster goes and giving him that job, I think it's good for UCLA because you got somebody who – it's already familiar with how everything works there. They probably, and you mentioned he's alum. You have a good understanding of how to navigate everything you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, who else were you going to get realistically to come in there I on mean, such short notice? So, too? like, it's a perfect opportunity for him. Like, like I, I did a top five uh, in anticipation of this. And um, the coaches were all either already on the staff. Yeah. Like Ken Norton Jr. That would have been a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unemployed, like David Shaw, um, at a place where they would leave in a heartbeat, like Tom Herman. Yeah. Like That's a bad culture fit. I mean, he's a California guy. Um, and, 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 and as good of a college coach as, uh, as Chip Kelly is at this point in his career. Um, Tony White, who's a defensive coordinator and alum. at He's in Nebraska, Nebraska. but he's yeah. a UCLA alum. And then Justin Wilcox who every California job kind of seems like him because he's done a good job and not great job at Cal. But again, you want to talk about somebody who's limiting their sports outlay. Yeah. It's Cal. And I don't think that, I don't think he's thrilled about having to play Clemson at all. No. Or Virginia or anybody. I think, I think that shouldn't be. That's uh, he, he's probably like, here we go with all that. So um, I, uh, but yeah, but I mean, look, Chip Kelly laid out how he thinks college football should go. Very, I thought very eloquently, and it was an interesting idea. Um, and I think maybe it's something that they should look into. It's, it's a pretty good idea. It's a pretty good idea. I mean, like, at least parts of it are good. Yeah. You know, parts of it are probably more feasible than people even realize. But it kind of goes to show you, like, I'd rather be an offensive coordinator, like, just take some of this pressure off of me. And... <clears throat> We're not going to see, like, until they fix this count. I mean, look, we're not going to see 35-year head coaches in college that much anymore anyway. No, not at all. The, the, the Bowdens and Osbournes and, and Spurriers and Darrell Royal. Well, Spurrier wasn't even that long. But, like, the Darrell Royals and Switzers of the world that are there forever and ever, that's probably over. A, because, look, if Bobby Bowden or Barry Switzer was coaching in this era, they'd be making $10 million a year and – get to a point where you're in your 60s, you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm fishing. I'm done, yeah. I'll, I'll cut, like, Bob Stoops was the first one who it showed me, like, oh, well, you know, when you look at, like, you know, you have a stressful year and you think about, like, do I really want to do this anymore? 
And then you probably go to your wife and be like, you know, I'm kind of, my heart's not really in this. And then she's like, why are you doing it? For money? I mean, we, look, we don't this need is that. one of our three houses, so <laughs> we don't need money. Like, you know, you still want to be around it, but you don't have to, like, do it. There's other ways to do this. Yeah, all right, let's go play golf. You know, like, that's yeah. how it's going to be. So Chip Kelly is also, you know, and it's, like, probably, what, 58, 59, 60, 61 years he's old? He's up there, yeah. So, like that, so he's at this point in his life where he still wants to coach, but, like, Maybe you just want to hustle as much. And look, he can be, I can just tell you, I, I, I sat in an elevator with him for 45 seconds one time and the guys can be cantankerous. Like, Oh, you could tell. I mean, yeah. look, it was after it was admittedly it was after Ohio state beat Oregon in the, in the, the first CFP mm. championship game. Um, and that wasn't, his, it was his team in that but he was, he with built Philly, it, yeah. but he was, he was already off to the NFL at that point uh, with the 49ers where the, I can't remember which one was first 49ers or Eagles. But it was, I think it was Eagles. He was, Eagles, he coach, was off yeah. to the Eagles. So he was there. He was just there for the game, you know, and he was just, he was just so furious and furious in a way, not like, Oh, I'm so bummed. My team lost like furious in a way he was disappointed about how it went down. And so, yeah, I mean, he's at a point where he wants to do that. And look, Bill, I'll tell you, Bill O'Brien, if I'm recruit, yeah, you know, it did nothing. I never understood eh, that. I didn't understand that. Chip Kelly, though, it, is, is, is slightly above that. I, I, would, I would think you, if I'm a recruit looking at that, I would perceive it as I could have more fun in a Chip Kelly offense, yeah. and it would be more player-friendly to how the game is played now than what we've seen traditionally with Bill O'Brien. That, that's how yeah. I would view it. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would agree with that. And we'll see. Look. Um, I also think that for Brian Hartline, it's going to be a good thing. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a good thing. Ohio, look, Ohio State has had, like, we were just in Vegas. Like, like everything's coming up blackjack for them. Yeah. Like, blackjack, blackjack, blackjack. You know, great recruiting class, transfer portal. NIL money. NIL now. money. Like, all that stuff's coming up. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, gone. You know, like. That's a big one. I mean, that's like. <laughs> that is like, might be the elephant in the room. Yeah. That, was, that one's you. you Swipe your card in the slot machine. It just spits coins out at yeah. you nonstop. I mean, that, that's what that was. So, yeah, I, 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 I come away, um, I think, okay, Bill O'Brien, fine, good offensive coach, but not like nothing's going to. But he's not a player developer. Like, no, there's, there's not, nothing not, you could, look, there's nobody that you could point to and be like, he significantly made this guy better. I, and I can tell you, Chip Kelly made DTR a heck of a lot better. Mariota. What did he have Mariota? Yeah, Mariota. Yeah. Like, I mean, come he's on. A, yeah. No, I am. No, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's got a proven track record with the quarterbacks. They've got good ones coming in. Like he's gonna be good for Will Howard. He's gonna be good for uh Julian Sand. Yep. He's gonna be good for Aaron o like all those guys. Like whoever the dudes are gonna transfer, probably gonna be good for them in the in the time. Plus I think you'll have a different Chip Kelly and that he's not the way the world's not going to be on him. Less he's, stress. He's just, there just to, like, he's there, like, here's, it's kind of like, I was big into action figures when I was mm -hmm. a kid. And so it'd be kind of like, listen, we don't, you don't have to buy any action figures. Every kind of action figure you'd want is right here. Yeah. We're just going to leave you in a room with everything you could ever want, and you just get to play with them. That's all you got to do. Like, we'll go and, like, sometimes you go, like, go help us, like, tell us what kind of action mm -hmm. figure you want. Like, you want a Spider-Man, you want a Hulk, and we'll go out, and we'll find 
that. And you may have to go say, I want this Hulk and that Spider-Man. Then we'll know, and we'll, we'll let you talk to that Hulk and Spider-Man, yeah. and then we'll bring him in. That's all he's got to do now. I think it's going to be a, a great marriage. I also think that he can take a lot of the pressure off of Ryan Day, who you could tell the screws were, were tightening, especially when they played Notre Dame in Michigan last year. No, I mean, it definitely helps when you have, like, I think Baylor will have that opportunity this year, right? You'll have two head coaches, well, three now with Patterson. But, you know, you have that many minds on the staff. It definitely helps to alleviate the pressure and kind of bounce scenarios off of each other. Um, no, that's a great point about the, the action figures because Hartline's going to give him the best receivers, best yeah. receivers he has ever had. Yeah outside of the NFL yeah. um, and the talent he was able to get during his time at Oregon, while it was impressive, it's not going to be on the level of Ohio state. So yeah, it's kind of the less pressure, more toys to play with. It can be fun. And then now that you have that clearer path and plus you have inside information where, and I don't know how much of this will actually carry over to benefit Ohio state, but you have a guy who literally knows everything there is to know about the other programs coming in that you didn't have two weeks ago. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's a fantastic point, Gary. I I think it's going to be great. All right. When we come back, let's talk about Bill O'Brien to Boston college, uh, which I actually think is a really good move for both. It is. Uh, And let's talk about Deshaun Foster to UCLA. We'll talk about those two things next. This is the triple option on three sixty five sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Gary, you know what uh, I've realized? What's that? And it was probably because on Thursday, we had a lot of, like, interviews and whatnot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Friday, I'm sure as most of you who watch the show regularly know, it was all pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. I'm not. I'm pulling down the veil. You all talked about it in the chat room. We had to travel. Like there was no two ways about it. The um, so here's what happens in Super Bowl cities. They'll give you, and we stared in Airbnb for this reason. Mm -hmm. But um, they will give you a fantastic hotel rate. In Vegas was the best because they they know that like. We're going to get your they the money out of you, especially <laughs> if you're in a casino. So the Mandalay Bay, which was, the, was or the Luxor, which is the media hotel, was mm-hmm. 75 bucks a night for a, a, a double queen room. Right. Probably 100 for a king room. So 75 bucks a night. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have to agree if you get that rate to stay through the weekend. Those prices then go 
way up mm-hmm. to probably 450 to 750 a night, depending on where you are. And so we quite often stay, stay in an Airbnb. Um, we will probably stay, I would say, if we get that same kind of rate for Big 12 Media Days, we'll just stay on this trip. But we'll stay in an Airbnb. And because it's the same for Airbnbs, though, and there's not that many Airbnbs in Vegas. There, no. uh, there's like Frowned probably upon. 150 yeah. total Airbnbs, legal Airbnbs. Now there are some under the table Airbnbs and VRBOs and whatever, but like they, the you know, the powers that be in Vegas don't want that. They to run be that. A thing. Yeah, they don't want it to be a thing. So, um, we had to leave early. Um, and we got a chance to leave a little earlier. Yes. Uh, which was really big because we nice. got back to very late because our flight had gotten delayed. For whatever reason, we have no idea. Every well, other flight, everything was working except every, that one. Our flight, like every other flight leaving on time because so the one we were scheduled for. I which even then was a little bit late in the day. We would have had to like drag our luggage around to like restaurants and stuff had we not done what we did. I, I blame Smokey because he had said like every flight he had been on had been delayed. The yeah. original one. It's his fault, man. No, he's That's done something to someone. Exactly. Somewhere. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Uh, so no, I just I like and 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 bracket cat. Thanks for your comment. No, I'm just like revealing you how it works. But we did not get a chance to talk about, and we'll talk about Deshaun Foster and Bill O'Brien in just mm-hmm. one second. What I have found in my three or four trips to Vegas, and again, it's blurry. I'm not sure if this is the third or the fourth. I think it was the fourth. In my trips to Vegas, a place I've never been. And I will go back to every time now. Already. Every time. We went to the Mob Museum on Wednesday night. Holy cow. Look, if you're a history buff, it's great. It's done really well. It's not. Sometimes you go in a museum and you feel like you can't see everything. Yes. And you have to go back again and again. I will go back and do that tour anytime. But it doesn't take you too long. It's three floors. You can do the whole thing and. In 45 minutes to about an hour and 20. Mm-hmm. If you went like, it would take you probably, if you read every single thing, it would probably take you two hours. Yeah. But there's, yeah. you know, like you're going to look, okay, that's cool. You know how people go through museums. They've got video presentations that are short. They kind of like encompass what that floor is. There's three floors of it. But the best part of it, they have a distillery that makes moonshine downstairs. And that's a cool little tour. It's yep. 30 minutes. But the bar, the speakeasy downstairs has a bartender whose name is Paul, yep. which means I trust in him already. And he would make you an old-fashioned Manhattan, a vodka gimlet, whatever it was that you liked, whatever it was, and then give you the history of it. It was awesome. I, I, like, I'm going back. I'm going to call him when we go this summer. He's the be best. Like, I'm not what a big, day is yeah. Paul working? I might call them before. We might do a YouTube show together, me and Paul. Where I fly out to Vegas, I sit there and we just go through the, the history of drinks. Oh, dude, he that would yes. I mean, there's like he's sitting on a. I've mine. never witnessed. I'd never witnessed anything like this. It was unbelievable. Don't. It was unbelievable. I was as happy as I've ever been. You were in your something. element. I was very much in my element. Um, I could picture Amanda sitting to the right of me, like. Giggling at me and rolling her eyes at how interested I would be, <laughs> but honestly, every time it was literally like a like a college class watching he, he would, the way he would explain things. The history it was, it was unreal. It was great. I'm telling you right now, if you go to Vegas, go downtown to the Mob Museum. It's right across from Fremont Street. You will not regret it. You're not going to regret it. It's really good if you like history at all. I mean, and booze. 
those two things intersect in such a magical way at the Mob Museum. <laughs> I cannot even begin to describe. I I it was I'm awesome. gonna, like we need to clip this part of it and send it to them. Yes, as an endorsement. And look, if you guys want to do a YouTube show, I've already I've already I've already come up with the idea. I'm in this trademark <laughs> copyright TM Paul Catalina right there. Like it. So, um, yeah, we flew back, uh, retired stockbroker. We flew back on Friday afternoon. Correct. We got back. I got back home about seven o'clock. About night. seven thirty. Yeah. About yeah. seven seven o'clock Friday night. We did not stay for the game because we didn't. Sometimes we get a game credential. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we push for one. Sometimes we don't. That was you this year. We did not push for one. Like. It was it, like they, the NFL was thrilled when they're like, do you want a game credential? We're like, yeah, we really would rather, you know, budget this so we could go back on Friday. And they're like, thank you. God bless yes. you. Same thing last year. They gave me a game credential. And then I said, look, we're going to go back on Friday. And they're like, oh, 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 thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not going to go. Now, sometimes we'll go. I've been Atlanta, Dallas, Indy, uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis is the, the, the best seat I've ever had for one. But yeah, I mean, uh, nice. I didn't go in Houston. Like there's, um, so I they think, made up for the Mall of America. Yeah, made up for the Mall of America. Yeah, yeah, I had a great Mall of America's fine, but like we were cramped, cramped in there. And if I smelled one more Wetzel's pretzel, I was going to lose my mind. Uh, so, um, but yeah, no. Uh, okay, to the to the last point in hand. Uh, Deshaun Foster at UCLA, Bill O'Brien at, at Boston College. Let's start with Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. This is guy is a well traveled coach. Yes, these are kind of two guys at different points in their career. Uh, Boston College needs somebody who doesn't want to leave. Yep. And I don't think Bill O'Brien wants to leave. No, because, I mean, I think that was also – I think it was the perfect situation for him because while while taking the Ohio State job – because he's from Boston. His kids, I believe his son's in high school right now there uh, that, that's playing in the greater Boston area. So it's a perfect opportunity for him to be close to his family, be in an area that he knows very well. Um, he can roll in while I think we think of these markets, while New Jersey is an area that has some pretty good recruiting. I think Boston is one where to find the diamonds in the rough and the, the players up there, Bill O'Brien's better equipped than most people because he's got, he knows where to go and look. Um, I think that could help them. And yeah, I mean, he, I don't see him wanting to rush off anywhere. Uh, I think it would have to have like the ideal NFL job come up um, for him to, to move on. But yeah, I think it's a perfect fit for them. The expectations aren't exactly that high. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's going to be a perfect fit for them, honestly. Yeah, no, I think it's going to work out well. Like it, it can be, again, they're limited resource wise. He, but he's going to do okay there. But I, I think mean, look what he okay. was able to do with Penn State. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, and I know it's two totally different things, but I think he can go in there and and have he can he can build a sustainable program at Boston College that could compete year in and year. Now, I'm I'm not saying make the playoff and make deep runs, but that could consistently get to bowl games. I think he can get them there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm very intrigued by the Deshaun Foster hire at UCLA in that this is challenging and that it's February 12th. Yeah. Um, Boston College kind of lucked into a guy who's been a head coach mm-hmm. who wants to go back and live in Boston. He was just living in Boston a couple of years ago. Like he wants to be there. He wants to live there. That's where he wants to be. That's mm-hmm. he's at a point in his career where he can, he can ride at the storm. He can go seven and five, like eight and four is going to be a great year for them. Like, Exactly. Yeah. It's not, he's not at Alabama. He's not at Penn State. He's not with the Texans. You know, like, if you're consistently seven and five, like, 
Yeah, you're good just at Boston get, College. Yeah. Start winning some games yeah. regularly. Like, keep them in bowl games. Like, build up the program, see what you can do, and then maybe you're going to have a, a Matt Ryan roll through the program again, and you can have a, right. a special season, right? So that's what you got, especially now in the, in the way college football is. you got to find some way. Like, again, he's also not, like, he's made a bunch of money, so you probably don't have to worry about him, like, trying to get that big mm-hmm. gig, you know, um, the, the big payoff gig. Or maybe, look, maybe he's going to leapfrog it to somewhere else. Who knows? But I think that's good. Deshaun Foster's intriguing to me in that never been a head coach, but it's been a very elite position coach. He knows how to recruit because he's been going to getting those guys. Mm-hmm. So he knows where they're going to, rec- you know, all those things. But he has no experience as a head coach. But again, I sometimes... You know, John Harbaugh didn't, and look well, what he's done. Like, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach for years in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches in the, in the league now. So sometimes not, not having the head coach experience, I think, is a little bit overrated because you don't know if somebody's ready for something unless you let them do it. Well, I, and kind of going back to earlier what I was saying, like, who are you really going to get at this moment? Um, I think bringing in a guy who is a, a, uh, somebody who is prominent in your program in general who's familiar with it, but – to me, I kind of look at this situation similar to what Northwestern did this year, and Northwestern was a lot worse off, but you brought a guy in who hadn't coached before uh, into a very toxic situation, and he was able to have a great season, and he was able to approve and earn his way up to be the head coach. Uh, I think Foster finds himself in a similar situation without, while you're in a financial nightmare, um, you also... Can you have the Big Ten to rely on to recruit to UCLA? You use your your networking that you have through there. Maybe you can get some alums kids to come back. Um, but I mean, give him an opportunity because what's the worst that's going to happen? Like you have one off year, then you got to start over. I think it's it's a great opportunity for Foster to go in and prove it. And if it doesn't work out, like it, you know, at say he, he does okay and it doesn't work out this year, he's got proof that down the future he can it could open up another door for him. Yeah, and, and look. It's February twelfth, man. Yeah, like you're, you're not you're not getting you're not gonna go get Kalen DeBoer. Oh, hell no. You're not gonna and look. You're UCLA. You've been like in the wilderness for a while. Where I mean, they haven't won a conference title in God knows how long. Like it's been gonna a be very more difficult time. now. You know, like it's just they 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 have good teams, but not great teams. Like they really had. Two years ago, with they had the best roster Chip Kelly had, DTR, Zach Charbonnet, mm-hmm. Jake Bobo, like they had a bunch of really good guys. I mean, you're like a, a nice you're an afterthought run. in your own city. Yeah, at times. again, like, like so, they need somebody. I, that's why I do like them getting an alum, at least somebody who can be passionate about. Yeah, like here's what I love about this place, and this is why I think it's better than USC. It's here's easier why to I sell. Think it's better than mm-hmm. you know the other places you can go, but particularly USC. You know, um, yeah. Some places, especially when you have like the other big boy in the in the city of the state of the area, like A and M needs a, a coach who can say this is why this place is better than Texas. Correct. This is why this place is better than LSU. This is why this place is better than Alabama. Is any of that true? Maybe not. But like you have to have you somebody sell who believes. You like, got to believe it. Yeah, you gotta believe it. This is why I think we can be as good as them. Like this is why this is what I've always felt is missing here. Look at Georgia. I mean, yeah. they were. Okay. Forever, yeah. The, the what could be, and what do they do? They like they, they hired an alum, the switch, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. But I think Kirby Smart's passion for his own school has what's helped it get Harbaugh. over the, get over the fact. Yeah, Harbaugh, his passion for his own school did that. Now that's not going to work everywhere because I think if Texas hired an alum, it would be too much, too much yeah. on. Them. Like if you know. If Vince Young was the coach. Right. Oh, no, like, that would too never much work. Like, can you no. be as good as a coach as you were as a player? No. There's too much mystique there. 
Um, but yeah, sometimes, and I think sometimes places that are so big like Texas, the reason that, that Daryl Royal, Mac Brown, and now it looks like Sark have been so successful is they had enough outside perspective yeah. to say, Hey, this is why, like, this is why you guys aren't as good as you think you are, but here's how good you can be. Right. Like, this is where you're wrong, but we're going to fix that. We're going to make you right about this, but this is where you've gone astray. So, um, one last topic before we go. Garrett, um, you liked my tweet last night. Yes. Uh, I was at the Atlanta Super Bowl. I did not get to sit inside. My credential was for the media workroom. Um, and had I been at home, which immediately after finding out that I was not going to get to sit with Q in the stadium in Atlanta... I uh, I wish I had gone home because the halftime show was Maroon 5 mm-hmm. and half of Outcast singing an edited version of a really good song. Yeah. Um, for the city of Atlanta, which has some of the best musicians ever to come out of it. It's the Mecca. Ever. Especially in the R&B and hip-hop realm. Mm-hmm. I found that... Uh, 2018, 2019 Super Bowl to be disrespectful. A disrespectful and a travesty to the city. We're going to get Maroon 5 and we're going to throw you this little bone uh, with Big Boy coming out. Like, oh, this is where they can co-op off of Atlanta. No. It was a terrible halftime show. I had to watch it on a 32-inch television in a room uh, full of tables. <laughs> like, basically where they store the table and chairs. Yeah. And a very, like, in a chair, like, in a chair that you would not sit in for four hours. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a chair that you go and sit down. Like, you know, when the, like you're in a media area, you go sit down in the chair, you eat your food, you and then you go sit in business. the real chair yeah. that you're going to sit in for four hours. So that's where it was. I've never, and I couldn't, it's not like I could mute it, and I couldn't go like, so I thought I could walk outside. Well, like, you walk around the convention center. It's just on other TVs Everywhere, all over yeah. the place. So I'm listening to this band who I abjectly hate screech into like the void and I'm like this is awful in this city where you know and the whole time I'm like Usher's from here Little John's from here everybody is from here like Jermaine Dupri is from here and guess what that's the show we got last night and it was great I, I loved, loved every second of it um Alicia Keys not from Atlanta but my booze a great song yes so yes I mean that was um yeah I was that was one of my favorite halftime shows. And I'm not what you would call it a huge Usher fan. Like, I'm, you've ridden in the car with me. Do we mm-hmm. bump to Usher? No, we yeah. don't. But uh, I do appreciate solid performers and performances. Now, you will hear Ludacris, and you will hear Little John in my car. And probably some Jermaine Dupri if we go way, way, way back. Way, yeah. But also, I thought that, I thought, I thought that was CeeLo for I a did, second. too. I did, too. I, I mean, they came on, and I was like, CeeLo? And I looked, and, then and I was like, talked. wait a minute. That's Jermaine Dupri. And then he talked, and I was like, oh. Oh, okay. I don't know why he was dressed like a, a leprechaun yeah, or like, a seven-year-old on Easter. I don't know what so he was doing. so bad, man. Yeah, so come on, bad. JD. Let's, let's go. But, yeah, I, I – uh, and yes, Pax and I agree. Prince halftime show, oh, yeah. number one. Yeah. yeah, when it was raining, the purple yeah, – yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but I, that, for me, like, I felt like that was perfectly fine for my generation. Like, I felt like I got out of school in high school – like, cause I had a ritual. Like, I would get out of school. I'm going home. I'm watching 106 in Park. Do not talk to me for about two hours. Yeah. After the basement ends with Tigger, I'll get to you. Yeah. And it felt like I was at home watching that 106 in Park again. It it was it was wonderful. It was so good. It was so good. Usher was 
Usher was great. Yes. The Usher. roller skates. You could have come out with the skates, the whole skate theme with oh. Atlanta. Oh, man. Come on. I and loved like, it. I loved how, like, okay, he's going to do a costume change, so we're going to have somebody do a little bit of their song. As soon as they hit that other part, I'm coming out in roller skates, or I'm coming out in Next level. Yes. Next I thought, level. I, I, honestly, I just And also, what, like, ludicrous, like, at the end. Whoa, that was yeah. the perfect, like, ramp up to the end. Yes. I loved it. I thought for a second, the way he was dressed, he had the one glove being in Vegas. I thought he was going to, like, finish with a Michael Jackson song, which I'm kind of glad he didn't. Just keep it all your, yeah. you know, your context or whatever, but... It was it was fun. I had a blast with that uh, halftime show. Yeah, it was show. great. Loved it. Fired up. Um, and again, I I will accept the NFL's apology as. And I think I might have tweeted out this exact like tweet that like that lineup plus like way more. Yes. Like just going down. Like I was even googling people to make sure that they were from Atlanta. I'm like that guy. That guy. You could have done guy. so. You could have done what you LA did. Done it. Here's the thing. You could have done it without. Any rappers and still had a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Like you, no art, like no rappers just from Atlanta still had a fantastic oh, yeah. show. Yeah. But they didn't do that way. And so, again, especially if you are talking about what, like, I, I do think, and look, Las Vegas can be anybody. Like, you can do oh, any, yeah. like, act because you can see anything there. But next year in New Orleans, it should have a Louisiana ish flavor to you it. You bring Boosie and Wayne out. It's over. And you can have them. They didn't have to be the main <laughs> act. But, like, again, have a Louisiana flavor to it, right? Yes. Have a little Louisiana flavor to it. I think it should always have that. The Atlanta Super Bowl tried to do that. But, like, no, it's got, like, the main course. Like, give it to mm-hmm. me. So, anyway. What, what, I got one thing before we go. I know we get, we're up against it. Did you have an opportunity before the game? I'm not, I don't really, like, watch a lot of pregame stuff. Did I you do see, Super Bowl C- Sunday. Did you see CBS's thing? With Brett Musburger. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, like, that was so well put together. The context, I don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame, but that was so damn no, they, good, they need They need to give him that award. They do. He he deserves to be in the Hall. He deserves to be a couple of Hall of yes. Fame. College football. He's great. Um, I got to meet him here a couple times when he was doing basketball games, and it was... There's two guys I've met, sportscaster-wise, that knocked me on my back like after they left, and it was him and Pat Summerall. Oh, I can see both of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him and Pat Summerall. Um, I've met Jim Nance one time, and I love Jim Nance. Um, I've met some other guys. Al Michaels. I did meet Al Michaels at the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I met Al Michaels. And that one, those are the three that like you were just like, that's the standard. I remember like Al, my, like Al Michaels, Paul Kedlin. Oh, hey, Paul, how you doing? Where are you from? Waco, Texas. Okay. Da, 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 da. And he walks off. And I'm like, do you believe in miracles in my head? You know, <laughs> uh, with Brent Musburger, it's like, you are looking live. It's in my head. Oh. With Pat Summerall. It's so many different games. So yeah, Musburger, especially he's, he's just, he was just so good. So good, man. So, so good. I, yeah, I, I absolutely. So. But <laughs> Kyle Visser said, I'm out of touch. I didn't know anyone but Usher. Saw him in the voice, didn't know any of the other people, and not one song. And that's, look, here's hey, the thing. It's that's for different generations. Uh, and look, um, I like good shows. If you can put on a good show, and look, I, I knew all the songs. But there are some times when people come, like, I'm not a Beyonce fan, but I'll tell you no. she put on a good show. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she put on a good show. I'm not going to download Beyonce's albums. I'm not in the Beehive. I'm not. I'm not there. Or the Bayhive. What do they call it? I don't. I, I'm Beehive. Not whatever it is. Paxton said Taylor Swift next year. We'll see. I'm tough. I've had. Look, I, I man, think, Paxton. I, I totally get it. I, I don't think it would be a great show. Do it. 
But I've had I've had enough of Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, I have. Garrett has had enough of Taylor Swift. Not not me. <laughs> not ever. No. <laughs> uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we're going to talk UCLA. Yep. We'll talk Super Bowl. We'll talk Super Bowl memorabilia. I'm going to tell you, there's a piece of Super Bowl memorabilia that some creep is going to buy. Uh-huh. It is Taylor Swift's beer cup <laughs> from her chug. So, like, I promise you, one of the people working that thing went like, boop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, took a quick picture of it, like, next to her so he could authenticate it. Yep. And it's going to sell that thing. Here is Taylor Swift's beer cup. It's going to be in somebody's house that has more money than sense, but that's going to be there. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. Have a great day, everybody. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared